and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. show it is episode 102 man it's been a crazy week this is probably like the one of the biggest weeks of, of all time in wrestling i think this is definitely like in the last 20 years the biggest period of wrestling that i've ever lived through honestly yeah it's it's pretty up there it's, <laughs> it's pretty up there are you serious it's up there it's it's really uh nah this might be the most like significant week in all of professional wrestling history yeah like I mean, we have a show that is going to debut on network television on Friday. And you know what? You know what else? Is wait, wait. First of all, SmackDown was on network television before. I mean, yes, it's a little, you know. It Not also in 20 years. It also shared the same channel as, like, the Parkers and Moesha. And Homeboys it, in Outer Space. Oh, and and, and um, what else was on UPN? Oh, my God. Matt and something. I forgot. Whatever. Nonetheless, it's back. It's back. Very much so. I, I mean, you know, there's there's so many things that are happening, but I think the most important thing is that our new schedule starts this week. <laughs> 100%. If you're listening to this, this is the A-Show episode 102, and we are officially starting. We are officially Wednesday boys. We are here. Yes. Um, we've made the decision that we are coming out every Wednesday at 11 a.m. as opposed to Thursday. Um, so I think besides this week, um, you'll get your news as Friday starts your week, then maybe a pay-per-view or wherever it's in between, and then Raw. And then whatever else happens on Monday night or, or Tuesday <coughs> afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm cool with it. I, it it's the first week, so I, I gotta see... We gotta really see. Uh, Obviously, that that pregnant pause, by the way, is like the most chilling, un, unsure uh, way that you've ever like thing. He's like, he really thought about it. He was like, "Yo, we're really starting on Fridays now." Like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I was I was bugged out. I was like, I, I was actually looking at the 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 calendar, and I was like, "Wow, like you know, we've done this for two years, and." You know, we, we've stuck to this, you know, Wednesday to Thursday schedule. But not only that, like, we're going to have to be watching a show on Friday. Like, are you going to watch SmackDown on Saturday or Friday? Um, First of all, I can, with this thing, I can watch SmackDown at my leisure currently. Um, True. So, Saturday, Sunday doesn't really matter. As long as we get to Tuesday and we're ready to record, I think it. But I'm going to try my best. I mean, I'm definitely watching this Friday. Um, I will definitely be somewhere available to watch this on friday um but yeah man i mean because it's, it's it's the big show it's a big network television show man come on i gotta be there yeah, for the first one yeah man we are we are uh you know we're, we're barreling barreling through 
pretty much the, to the end of the year in wrestling as well. And we have some pretty big news stories, you know, in lieu of everything. Uh, before we even start, like, this Hell in a Cell card, we're going to attempt to predict what's going on. But at the at the moment of, of us actually doing this show, there are only three matches uh, announced for it. Hey, I mean, I'm not mad. If it ends up being a TakeOver special, <laughs> I'm not mad. Um, but, yes. Hell in a Cell, with only thus far, as of Tuesday afternoon, um, October 1st, only three advertised matches. So we'll try our best. We'll, you know what, we'll predict what we pre- can predict, and then whatever happens throughout the week, we'll let you guys know what we think, I guess, um, via Twitter or something. <laughs> I, I, think it's a, I think it's a big uh, a, a big selling point where the pay-per-view has three matches, and a show that's happening on the 31st of this month, has one match announced already. <laughs> hey, that shows you where their priorities lie for the so-called Hell in a Cell, right? Le bag. Um, Le bag. Yes, the bag is always. It's Saudi bag season as well. But you know what? Before, you know, as we continue this, and shout out to everyone who listened to the episode last week as we got through our, like, kind of quick thing. But I think we should get into the no-holds bar because I don't... Will this be another... This might be another... uh a doozy is of a, a, a quick episode. Uh, yeah, it, it's I and you know what I gotta I gotta give all of the the thanks to two meals. These past two weeks have been. Last week I had, um, I had a listening party for Wally's new album to to go to, and I wasn't gonna be able to be home um on the night. And this week, uh, we'll talk about this week a little bit later. But yeah, I I gotta thank Mills for for helping out here and, and taking over the duties for me these past two weeks. I will be back at, at regular capacity <laughs> next week for sure. Yes, one hundred percent sure. But with that, um you know what? I think I'll also here's what I'll do. I'll take the reins on sort of the, the, the programming of the show and you do color this time. I'll I'll, I'll go right, through cool. the news. Yeah, I mean, cool. I'll go through the news so you'd be leisure. But our first bit of news is John Morrison. The uh-huh. I, I, and we were trying to figure out his name before the show started of like what he was actually called, like the Sultan of Abs or like the, the, <laughs> the what was he called? What was the, the shaman? It was the shaman of sexy. The shaman of sexy. Yo, you're right. Yeah. I yeah. hate Matt Stryker. Um, <laughs> was rumored last week to be returning to the WWE, even so much as people thought this Monday that he might actually return, given the events that happened on Monday Night Raw. Um, Thus, let's be clear let's be clear that would have been a better stinger at the end than what we got <laughs> do you think <laughs> I, <Yes>. mean, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe <laughs> maybe absolutely um thus far it's been refuted by john morrison who's gone on twitter himself is like you know you dirty boys just let me know where else i'm signed to if i'm signed to AEW or anybody else or impact or anything that's why he seems to still be a free agent but would you be excited for a John Morrison return to the WWE, quite honestly? If it was in NXT, absolutely. But they're stacked there. Raw isn't as stacked as SmackDown is right now, I'd say. I, I think if they're going to pull the Morrison chip, it'll be like a Shelton Benjamin returns type thing after the draft or during the draft. Um, I honestly think he'd go to Raw. He, he'd be like a he'd be a perfect foil for Ricochet. They worked together before in Lucha Underground. Um, I think this would be a really great way for Ricochet to kind of get a rub over somebody that's established as he moves on because they haven't really put Ricochet out of the picture yet, but I think they want to get him over more established guys, and I think John Morrison is definitely that. I think John Morrison has done, quite honestly, probably better than anyone has ever anticipated in a career that he left WWE. He had to be, like, over. 
he left WWE in 2012. So yeah. he, no, actually, you know, late 2009, late 2011. He left WWE then. He's gone on. He's gone on to be Lucha Underground, Lucha Libre, Impact, all types of things, all independent sort of things. And he's gone to do much more than he did. But in terms of if he re- returned to WWE, I mean, I honestly, I'm good it's on cool. that. Nah, man. You don't like it? Nah, he's a little mad at me. <laughs> I, I do think, I don't know if you've seen the Lucha Underground stuff and even the Impact stuff, which I thought was actually absolutely like really, really good, the, the stuff that I did see from him on Impact. I thought that he he kind of utilized his style and, and broke off into a really cool uh, type of... He wasn't like the regular WWE guy that, that goes into the indies after it's over, where he works the same style of match. He actually like kind of extended his style to work different types of, of matches. And parkour, was, parkour, parkour. Hey, he's one of the most athletic guys. To the, come he on, is, man. but the, no come on, bro. man. The guy has legitimately looked the same for the last decade. Like, there's no, there's been no to me, even if it has been in terms of changing up the style, there has been no attempt to sort of evolve the person that he is he's just changed his last name wherever the hell he's went like there's no to me that's not a true mark of an actual like superstar i kind of want to get behind someone who evolves and someone who's actual person and metamorphosis and stuff like that he's just the same old john he he gonna come back in the same old smelly pants he wore 10 years ago wow and and (laughs) the same old smelly furry you know pants that he came back 10 years ago and he'll do the same thing you wow. How you know the pants smell, bro? I just know. It's the same pants. It's the same pants for the last decade. It's got to be. John Morrison, hit us up, John Morrison. Let us know if the pants still smell. <laughs> <laughs> up next, we have actually something that's been long form, probably something that's been going on as long as this podcast has been going on, and that is the CM Punk Coke Cabana um, back and forth feud legally. Um, it's finally come to an end. It is yeah. It is a wrap. Um, it took 102 episodes of this show, but it is finally a wrap. Um, CM Punk and Colt Cabana settled their respective lawsuits in August of 2018. Colt Cabana sued Punk for $200,000 in legal fees associated with their court case from the Dr. Ammon case um, of, uh, what was it? 2014-15? Uh, 2014-15, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying in terms of uh, going on the podcast, the Art of Wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, Disparaging yeah, that was, that was, his entire was deal. Um, CM Punk countersued for $600,000. <laughs> he was like, oh, word. Um, in June of this year for general damages and legal fees associated with him that cost him $1.2 million. Um, <laughs> he's both jointly filed for the case to be dismissed. So the friendship is over. The case is over. Everything is yes. kind of over. Um, yeah. You can see both kind of going their separate ways. CM Punk commented on the case on Twitter um, now that it's over. Um, which I could not see because I am blocked. Um, <laughs> so I'd have I don't to get... know how I'm not. I don't know how I'm not blocked yet by him. No I one, none of his blocked. stupid ass fanboys have added him in any of the comments that you said. So, oh okay. Um, he said he was responding to whatever. I guess some angsty wrestling fan on Twitter. He says, "Why did he ask to settle then? I wanted it to go to trial. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, enjoy donating to the Venture Woe Is Me Go Fund Me account." He sued me. He wanted to end the dumb shit he started. I asked to speak to him. He declined. I asked to enter mediation. He declined. I offered money. It wasn't enough. I never wanted to do any of it. He's as greedy as you are, ignorant to who I am, and fooled by who he is. I love the guy. Would have done anything for him. And the irony is, if he would have just asked me for the money, I would have given it to him. Instead, he tried to extort me. 
Ooh. Funny he did that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like some some rando, like some rando. I, I guess he's trying to clear his con. Like he's really trying to like just clear this entire thing. I think this has been something. I mean, for pretty much to the last almost damn near five years since that podcast came out um he's been trying to go back and forth and having to deal with the situation he's finally just you know he's he's reached the point and he's like yo i'm want to i really want to be done with this so he's been very he's been very talkative uh for the past couple months don't you think Uh, i mean i i wouldn't know I i don't follow him on twitter but uh or rather, he blocked me. But he has. I mean, he's gone back ever since whatever happened last year with the two MMA fights that kind of really just kind of sank his ship. Um, yeah. He's been trying to, you know, I wouldn't say he's flirting back with wrestling because he still seems like he's done, um, especially after that sit down at Sarcast. But he definitely has been a lot more in the conversation, a lot more in the know. Uh, there's been rumors as of late. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. been rumors. Um, he may be on WWE's new Fox. Uh, new Fox. Uh, what would you call it? A Fox talk show? Fox talk. It's like a it's like a FS1 recap uh, or or rundown this weekend type show where right. they'll be talking about everything going on in the now, world of WWE. Now, is this the same show with Renee and Booker? Yes, that's the rumored idea is that he was screen tested and a lot of people screen tested for that show and that Booker isn't the, I don't think he's the final host for that show. I think he's just filling in until they uh, find the actual host for that. Mm. You know Booker's going to really try to play it up to get that actual final spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think they'll keep him, too. I think they'll give Booker, like, the the, uh, the Stephen A uh, of slot on that show. Yeah, and then CM, <laughs> CM Kellerman over here. Um <laughs> Doing doing the biz, but do do you think it's possible? Do you think would you if you were CM Punk? Well, actually, I don't want to say if you were CM Punk because the bag is too. I would have done a lot of I would have done a lot of things different. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say if you were CM Punk, but do you think this is an opportunity? You think? I mean, if he's been screen tested, there's obvious some interest, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I think that there's more than what people are letting on. I think that things that Punk has said, uh, he actually had an interview today where he said, you know, would people really listen to me talk about wrestling anymore? I don't know. Like, he, he wouldn't, he's he's very noncommittal about it. And you could tell, like, that's what they do. Or, you know, that's what people yeah. that are about to be signed do when it's time to kind of sign the, on the dotted line. And I don't expect us to find out the, the answer to this this week. But he, Punk did say that The Rock should call him on Friday this at SmackDown. He hmm. should call him again. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, mm. um, well, listen, I, I'm I'm gonna skip a bunch and then I'm gonna head back. But speaking of Friday night, the Rock, the People's Champion, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I called it down to the T, down to the extremely uh, extremely predictable Twitter and or Instagram post. Um, the Rock is coming this Friday on SmackDown. He's coming back to the show that he created. He's coming back to network television because. God forbid he passes up the bag in L.A. and on network TV. No way. Nah. Nah. Not at all. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week, but now it's confirmed. You, This has become the hottest ticket in town immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that this, again, this, you know, we had the Raw Homecoming. We had all these weird Raw shows this year. I think this is going to blow all of them out the water, honestly. Like, this is going to be, like, the biggest show they've done 
and ever on SmackDown for sure. Ever since like the first one or the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up to. Oh yeah, when Arnold Schwarzenegger slapped Triple H, that was one of the best. Uh, <laughs> legitimately, one of the most memorable moments of my life. Um, he will not be the only one. I believe um, Stone Cold is supposed to appear. I believe uh, um, Trish Stratus is definitely appearing. Sting, Sting returns to SmackDown. Whatever. Um, yeah. I, I hope that they fin- I hope Seth finishes the job. Oh my God. Um, this is weird that I'm seeing. Okay, so I'm 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 at CBS Sports. Um, and reading their card. Um, it says this Friday on SmackDown. You know what? We'll get to the card, but it says the ladder match between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, which I guess I thought was at Hell in a Cell, um, is apparently happening on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah, it's happening on SmackDown. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. Seems like something that should be at Hell in a Cell, but, you know, whatever. Three matches. Um, and also Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks and Bayley, the rematch of the MSG thing. Um, and then we'll get, you know what, we'll get to the WWE Championship match a little bit later in the card, a little bit later in the show. But I have to talk about something, some some pretty um, pertinent news, I'd say to you and a lot of people who listen to the show. Um, Wale. Yes. Heading to NXT this week. This today, <laughs> yeah, today, NXT, tonight, tonight, tonight. After you hear the show, it'll be Wale on NXT. Um, he's supposed to be alongside Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford, who will be fighting for the NXT Tag Team Titles against Undisputed Era, trying to take their belts back. Um, any thoughts? Any news? Uh, remember, I said earlier that there was a second thing that would be happening uh, this week that I needed Mills' help for. That is the second thing. I'm, I'm going to be in Orlando uh, for NXT, one of their biggest episodes ever, the October 2nd episode, the episode everyone needs to be watching. Uh, I'm going to be there with Wale. We're going to uh, be in attendance. Uh, I can't really reveal what's going on tonight, Listen, but I will After I Monday will night, say, don't let, don't let, just on, if Brock Lesnar show up, just, you know, hit the bricks, my guy. Oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to try my luck. Uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I, that that's going to be huge. Um, I got the call a couple of days ago. Well, really, at the listening party last week, Wale was like, hey, we're going to Orlando. And I said, all right, cool, let's go. And so <laughs> we're, we're going to be there. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out there, Cornell, um, everyone that, that does so much hard work at NXT. And um, it's, it's going to be a freaking blast. Wow. I can't wait to uh, – I can't wait for everybody to see what, what's, what's going to happen. And I can't wait to see some of the stuff that I, I don't know about. So wow. uh, definitely watch – uh, NXT tonight. Tonight, uh, you might see me. Wow, you yeah. you do you do really want to work for WWE? I can't believe it. I mean... Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I know, right? I shill. Like my... <laughs> what a shill! What did, did AEW invite you and Wale to? You know, I mean, they didn't extend the invite to the show. I mean, it's, it might be their loss. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they got money. I don't know. Is it? No, I mean, their first. first shows in DC. I mean, I would have thought one and two. You know, put them together. That would have made that would have made so much sense, right? Right. For them to, to to call him up. Yeah. But I mean, they, they might have like Florida Georgia line. Or and something. then yeah, <laughs> obviously <laughs> they would have tased you when you reached the premises, and you know, would have been <laughs> immediately kicked out of the building. Um, no love for me. No love for me. But speaking of NXT uh, and AEW, we do have a brand new show that I think we can announce formally on this show that will be kind of taking over the slot that the A show used to um, used to occupy, and that is uh, going to be it's going to be the War Report with uh, Cyrus and MJ. So we're expanding the call up 
into an AEW NXT show. So they will be covering the Wednesday night shows and all of the things in between NXT UK. Uh, anything happening out of AEW, they'll be talking about. And um, congratulations to those two. I, I, I think they're going to do great. They, they just had an episode of Spot Callers with those two. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet. But uh, I, I think that, you know, we need to cover, you know, everything. And me and Mills can't do it all. So yeah. I'm glad that they can. This is an opportunity. I mean, we talk about the Monday Night Wars now, 20 years later, and there's so many podcasts about it, and there's so many articles about it, and there's so much, you know, live shows where you got Eric Bischoff sitting down talking, you know, drinking a coffee about whatever. This is our first time to sort of capture it in real time and capture these Monday Night Wars and Wednesday Night Wars between NXT and AEW and really determine, yo, what was the better show that night? What had the better matches? Who was the superstar that stood out the most? I mean, and then I'm talking superstar because I'm so formally trained by WWE, but who was the wrestler that stood out the most um, between both shows? I mean, this is a chance for us to capture it in real time, real commentary mm -hmm. with real guys who are going to give you the real opinion on what they think. So I would stay tuned and then make sure you subscribe today, you know, the A show feed and uh and yeah, look out for the war report. It's going to be uh you know, it's a it's a war. I can't wait to hear what Cyrus has to say. If that's gonna <laughs> that is gonna be a real interesting show, I'll tell you that much. Um, that is very true. Um speaking of a very interesting show, we have to talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw's season premiere. I don't I, I don't know what season they're on, but whatever. Um, season like season like two hundred. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous amount. Um, Monday Night Raw season premiere, and we usually don't talk about our pay per view weeks, but due to the this, the weirdness, the, the weirdness, weirdness of this, of this week. week. I mean, and also the the bigness of the show. I mean, and bigness isn't even a word, but that's how you kind of describe this. Um, let's start off talking about Raw with how the show kicked off. Brock Lesnar. Yeah brutalizing truly living up to the name living up to the to the uh as advertised <laughs> brutalizing ray mysterio and his son dominic was that one of the most what a start to raw i feel bad for ray i i in the back of my head i wanted to say this last week but i was like is this match gonna happen like i, I was really unsure about it happening I didn't put two and two together because we, of course, we both thought Brock and Seth wouldn't wouldn't see each other ever again. So yeah. we thought that that would that wouldn't happen. But I, I do like that they kept them apart on Monday. But I thought Dominic did an excellent job of taking these bumps. I thought you know it was a little bit shaky at first. Man almost fell, but you know yeah. it is what it is. Um, nonetheless, yes, Brock protected him too. Brock really did protect him. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar, if you if you talk to Kurt Angle and a lot of other people who worked with him, is one of the most safer workers uh, that you can be in the terrifying arms of. Um, <laughs> unless you're Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Braun Strowman where he just punches you in the side of the head. But even they're cool. Um, but Brock Lesnar kicked off the show, um, showed up to Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was giving this promo. He's ready for his Universal Championship match. Rey Mysterio gets a little bit snippy, gets a little bit, uh, you know, C confrontational and yeah. Brock Lesnar hands him <laughs> hands him his shit the, and then hands him the L and then looks at his son Dominic stares at him for a while I don't know why he didn't run um seems like oh I, I would have been at the snack the snack bar oh at yeah that point. <laughs> oh yeah he, he looked like but he looked like he wanted to try him he looked like he was like yo how fast do I have to be to just run in the ring and pull my dad out and get and he, he uh, he acted the way that Mark does online. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Mark got handed to him by Cordell. God damn. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Mark. 
I didn't see the matches uh, between Mark and Cornell. Uh, of course, Cornell Gunter, who was on our uh, 100th episode. Uh, I didn't see any of the match footage, but I heard that it was like 4 and or 5-0. and oh, Cornell uh, just destroyed Mark. The smoke was completely brought. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I was like, Mark, man, you, you're supposed to represent. <laughs> I mean, hey, what are you going to do? Cornell's a gamer. Um, but yeah, Brock Lesnar, what does this mean overall, though? Do you feel like uh, this is leaning into a Brock versus a Ray feud? Is that something you'd be interested in? Do you feel like this was just getting Brock ready for Friday Night SmackDown and the brutality he's going to deliver? What, what do you think is like... Do you think there's an ulterior motive with this entire thing? Well, it's kind of kind of explained by Paul on the show. Um, but, you know, he was saying, well, you, you booked him when he was in fight mode or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. That, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I, I think that that was, you know, kind of explained. But I don't think that there's going to be a, a feud leading on it. I actually don't know where Ray is going. If they're reading, leading this to like a Dominic Brock feud or something like that, like, no, not Dominic know. Brock. It's got to be Ray versus Brock. I wouldn't even be mad at that because it, it kind of seems like the way, I don't know, it, it kind of seems like if they choose to, you know, have Kofi retain on, on SmackDown, you could potentially, it could be at the cost of Ray Mysterio. I mean, I think him sort of uh, adding himself to this equation gives them kind of an out, um, depending on how you feel about that Friday Night SmackDown thing. But yeah. I could. I feel like we're one hundred percent. I think Rey Mysterio is probably the best he's been in the last fifteen years. Um, Brock Lesnar has not faced Rey Mysterio in quite some time. I think it's a fresh match, and I think it's also a match that probably will garner attention from eyes if they do choose to pull it off. Maybe at a Hell in a Cell or a Survivor Series, or even um, what's the you know the Saudi the Saudi bag? Uh, oh yeah, a Crown Jewel. Yeah, Crown Jewel. A Crown Jewel. It could definitely. But, he, be... but Brock's already taken for Crown Jewel. Oh, who's he facing? He's in the he's in the five on five. I think he's on the what? same team. He's no. on he's on team. Yeah, he's on team Hogan. I think. Nah, no way. Yeah, they haven't I think, announced. I, think I just I saw the I saw the poster, but I didn't see like I don't I didn't know if he was actually gonna be on the team. Yeah. Huh. I don't you know. What? No, no, no. They haven't announced a full team yet. They haven't announced the full have team. No, they haven't announced the full teams. Uh, WWE has their little graphic up, and they have so-and-so shaded in and so-and-so not shaded in. They haven't announced a full team. It will be wild if, if any of them showed up, you know. And we'll talk about, you know, the crown jewel uh, a little bit later. Are people upset about the team, though? Okay, I guess we'll talk about it later. I, I, are people are no, really let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Yeah, do people think that like Seth is somehow not like let, let's unpack this Hogan thing, okay? Sure. In in real terms. Okay. In in real terms, right? Yes. Um. So, people saw Seth is on Team Hogan. Was Seth supposed to say, "No, I will not be on Team Hogan because I do not like what Hogan did a long time ago. I am somehow less fake." Or I'm somehow more fake than I was before and not an ally because I had to do something that my job told me to do to a guy that from everything that we know, I don't I don't fuck with Hogan, but I'm saying I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. here. He allegedly apologized to everybody. And again, we said the same thing with, with this with the Big E situation. Like, we don't know what was said. Right. So I can't ju I can't judge Big E for uh, for accepting his apology because I don't know what he what was said. So well, this is this is kayfabe. Like, what, what is, what's, what's the problem? So. I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, I don't think, you know, it's a little bit sad to see Woke Seth, hashtag Woke Seth. Um, 
on the he's side. Not, he's not not woke Seth. I know he's not not woke Seth, but you know you see woke Seth like you know just like him in the in the loving embrace of Hulk Hogan. Um, but are they are they hanging out after the show? I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's he, the thing. Here's the thing. You, you you're. I think if you're in Seth's position, even if you did feel that way, I think you could 100% take a stand if, if chosen. Like, look at Daniel Bryan, who's just like, I'm not even stepping foot in Saudi Arabia, so don't even ask but, me to be on the show. But that's a different, that's a different, a different uh, situation, though. But like, is that, it? That, is it? Like, yeah, that, you don't that, agree that, with that what this man says? That is international. But it's still like, part of the show. Of, like, it's still his job. Like, he's... he's Saudi he's, Arabia and racist Hogan, like, Saudi Arabia, that issue is... Oh, okay, racism's a bi- racism is a big issue. Okay? Yeah, racism. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, it's a big issue. Let's just be clear. But I'm saying, like, in the, in terms of WWE shit, they rehired this man in the in the in all of the the hopes that he would get sensitivity training. Right. Uh, and he would be more sensitive. He'd apologize to the to the African American wrestlers. Again, I don't know what conversation him and Seth had. No, I have no idea what's. It, here's the thing. I'm not saying it's wrong. I really don't. Uh, at this point, I completely understand where you're coming from. I just think if. He, if given the opportunity, if he said, like, I don't really want to jive with Hogan, to be honest with you, I, yeah. and he could say, I would think he would have the flexibility to be able to go to, like, Vince or whoever is booking this show and just be like, hey, I don't want to be on this team, quite honestly. I have, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want anything associated with him. Um, and they'd understand. Just like if they managed it. Let, let's say they decided, okay, Kofi loses the belt now. Hulk Hogan's recruiting, you know, Kofi to, to Team Hogan. I'm assuming Kofi could be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm assuming. But you know what? I don't want to make this a bigger deal than it is because at the people end were it- making it a people were making this a big deal. And I, and again, you're right, Mills. He could say no. He didn't though. So so now yeah, he didn't say no because he's <laughs> obviously he's posing with the guy and then, you know doing all the arm flexes and all the other shit. Like let let's let's keep kayfabe kayfabe in real life real life i don't think seth is going to get drinks with hogan after the show yeah i i don't think we should crucify seth rollins for this decision that's obviously made kayfabe wise and it's really just for this entire show i keep saying like not my goal not my he would not he should how embarrassing look at the i'm I'm just like y'all don't y'all ain't never had a job in your life (laughs) just saying that shit like like hollywood took mel gibson back he was back directing shit right and you know who controls Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm not particularly mad about it. It was announced on Raw um, that at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view at October 31st. That is Halloween. That is Halloween, baby. Um, so you that, that ensures that ensures that I will not be watching it. <laughs> oh yeah, easily, easily. First of all, it's a Thursday. It's just weird. Um, second of all. Um, so they announced on the show during that Miss TV segment that it will be Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Thus far, Team Hogan has drafted the aforementioned Seth Rollins and Rusev. And they will be going against Team Flair, who is thus far Randy Orton and King Corbin. Um, two peas in a pod, quite honestly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have that to look forward to. Um, we have a lot more Hulk Hogan to look forward to over the next month or so. We have a lot more Ric Flair to look forward to over the next month or so. So I would say just stay stay ready. How is all this supposed to be prepared during this um this whole brand split Fox USA uh, <laughs> deal <laughs> where they have interbrand relationships? Fuck if I it's know. It's weird because it, if they're just running people like special guests or people from Raw, 
that's gonna be a weird five on five. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, because they're, they're, they 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 seem to be going away from it, and this is post draft. Yes. So I would not imagine that unless they kind of get them in through like a, a thirty day grace period, like they did with that backlash. Uh, that backlash. Remember that WrestleMania backlash. Right, right, right. right, right. That like, backlash thing. Yeah, where all the titles meant a lot bit more. Uh, who's going on what side and Jeff Hardy's and Miz's and all this other stuff. I remember that. But yes, um, I would appreciate if WWE made things a lot less confusing and would take their time. Quite honestly, book the Hell in a Cell card. Worry about Crown Jewel after Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is literally five days away. <laughs> I think we can wait. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm very much intrigued and. In- both mount honestly like the, the crazy thing is i'm still gonna watch the show because you know the women's match looks amazing i want to see what happens with the fiend like mm-hmm. the, i mean that the fiend is like musty tv at this yeah. point right yeah so I'm, I'm gonna watch the show regardless i'm just like what, what else are we gonna get this is true um also happened on raw aj styles and cedric alexander have a banger but where do both go from here um, um, these two have had consistently great matches, but in all matches, you know, AJ Styles has won and pretty handsomely, even last time. Um, I think it was clean. at the kickoff show. He, well, yes, he won this episode clean, but at the kickoff show, I think he legitimately like squashed, not like squash. I wouldn't say squash. Don't say squash. Very definitively defeated Cedric Alexander. Yeah. He, he just didn't have his number. I think that was the, the talking point. Well, actually, before we get into this, how do you feel about the new announced team? Mm, you know what? I thought I would hate it more, but I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I, a lot of people were kind of shitting on Dio Madden, and I was like, you know what? I like Dio. I liked him on He's still new. He's still very He's, new. Yeah, still new. I can't judge him until it's six. Again, I give him six months. Yeah, for him to be the voice of Raw. Um, a black and, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, to really only have started commentating maybe like a month and a half ago. Um... He's 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 doing well enough for himself, and I'm sure he'll ease into the position. And I'm sure they'll allow for a lot. There was a lot of moving parts on this particular RAW mm-hmm. that I think. Um, what's my man's name? Um, Vic. Vic Joseph just kind of picked up, and King, who's a pro at this for the last twenty five, who's just been announcing RAW since RAW has actually started. Bro, I actually thought King did a really good job on Monday. I'm not gonna lie. To yeah, you. he did. He did. He because at first I was like a little bit too much King, but then I understood what they were doing. They were threading King through those two because they're new. Yeah, you know, like they they seemed they seemed really tentative in the first hour. By hour two, Vic had it, and by hour three, Dio was on point. And you know what? I thought that they did a really good job. Uh, as as well as they could have done uh, on on that Monday, I again you got to give them a chance, and I really do like the pairing. I love that it's new. Yeah, that's I what I really appreciate. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, but ba- but back to Cedric and AJ. I said this last night. Cedric's been giving AJ some of his best matches, and I think that's cool. Even if I don't like the outcomes of yeah. the matches, I think the fact that Cedric and AJ are just having bangers, you can't be upset at that. Like again, like. This match to me was nearing a four star match. Like I thought it was really good. Give it like two or three more minutes and it would have been fire. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know what we do from here. I guess you don't need to put the United States Championship on Cedric, to be honest with you. No, we're no, we're, we're past that. I don't think that's happening. But I think um a couple more meaningful wins wouldn't hurt. I mean, he's proved to be I think he's garnered the support of the crowd within the few moments that he's had on television against AJ Styles, and he's really made the people believe, similar to how people believed in the Cruiserweight Classic and how people believed in him on 205 Live and how people believed in him when he first started on Raw. And I think, um, considering we're moving forward to sort of Paul Heyman's Raw, I think he's really someone who should be at, you know, 
should be an attraction in a few more places if you know what i mean i think he's a i think he's a great hand great talent and uh yeah we need to move forward a little bit more cedric alexander i hope this isn't the end for him is what i'm saying i don't think so i, I think that again it's like it's really weird because him you have like two people like him and ricochet who are kind of on the same level kind of yeah but it's clear they want to push one more than the other and that's clearly ricochet they want to push more than cedric so it's right. like you can't have cedric beat the guy that ricochet couldn't beat because then it has to be ricochet cedric you know like it's weird it's a very weird dichotomy i think on the top of the card here so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks but again like to me raw feels like a newer show like it's been reset so many times this year <laughs> this yeah. is like the fourth reset this year but to me this is the most meaningful one because we have a show that and honestly i think this show is going to be more focused on the younger talent than smackdown will be in the next couple months yeah i mean it's now it feels like the b show as of right now um mm -hmm. and that's okay because monday night raw has the it's a legacy brand it's, it's still prestige people are still going to tune into monday night raw and put their eyes on a whole bunch of people um and and speaking of eyes, I have to say this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the closing segment of Monday Night Raw. Originally, um, Seth Rollins versus Rusev for the Universal Championship. Random, random. Good. Rusev is also on Team Hogan. Random. Yeah, very <laughs> random. But you know, whatever. Rusev Day. I'm here for it. Um, thus far, a clip that has estimated it hasn't been 24 hours yet. It has gotten two million views on YouTube. Two million. Um. Lashley made his major return to Monday Night Raw, um, and he did not come alone. Um, <laughs> you, you don't, like the double entendre? Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, that's don't, gross. Don't even ask. I thought we were all. doing something new after episode one hundred. Um, <laughs> but he did not come along. He motioned, and and YouTube does a great uh, does a great way of editing this because he motioned a lot longer. Than <laughs> that it took for lana to actually come out he had a motion like three times he was like okay all right well here he is um lana comes out the questions of where's lana has been answered um and raw is cuck raw is cuck old uh yeah it the ending of raw bobby lashley making out with lana in front of rusev rusev's actual wife making out with an actual married man in front of there this is very strange but lana seems to be into it she seems to be like yes we're finally doing something um uh, hey man i'm listen here, I'm they've, cool been with it. they've been trying to break them up for five years like and they're do doing you, it again like you understand <laughs> they've been trying to break them up for five years since that SummerSlam program with ziggler which i thought would have actually been a good look um, but then it got kind of sidetracked and ruined once Lana went to TM. Not, I don't know if she went to TMZ. Let me not say that. Um, but it appeared that she went to TMZ, or at least appeared that whatever, and announced that Rusev and her were engaged with kind of like retcons the storyline just in general. Um, but they've, to me, they've been trying to break them up, trying to separate them for years. Um, this is kind of a way to do it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> How did oh, you feel? Either. How did you feel? Well, I obviously I saw this later than everybody, so I knew what happened yes. when I, while I was watching the show. Uh, I thought it, this, the actual story came out of nowhere, like absolutely came out of nowhere, um, and that what that's what I didn't like because Rusev had no no, no arc last week. Well, well, they asked earlier in the evening. I think there was an interview. That's, 
that's what I'm saying. Like th- they didn't say anything about Lana last week. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're yeah right. exactly. Yeah, they didn't say anything about her. So this week it was like, uh, you know, he's got like even Maria was like, he's got problems at home, and I was like, <laughs> does he? <laughs> there wasn't even it wasn't even hinted at on Instagram or anything like that. So I thought that that was really weird. But I thought it's t- in terms of like, here's my thing, like. Everyone that they've said that, that WWE's underutilized or hasn't done anything with, they're doing things with. Even to the ex- to the expense of people that they were doing a lot with, like Ricochet. Yeah. They've moved a lot of those people to the side and given them less camera time to give camera time to the people that people, you know, love, quote-unquote, and want things done with, and people still shit on it. Yeah. It's like, what, how else do you, do you introduce Rusev other than making him a crowd favorite by making his wife cheat on him? This is true. No, you just... This is going to make him a... Exactly, he's a sympathetic face, which he'll, he's never really, like, he's, he's kind of been able to do, but it's like, last time he did that, he was next to Aiden English, who was, like, not the sympath, like, he, no one looked at Aiden English as, like, a, a really good face to be next to anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, to me, just a moment at the end of Raw, it's a moment that we haven't, we haven't really seen in quite some time, to be honest with you. I don't think we've had that kind of, like, shock um, ending to Monday Night Raw in quite some time um, in terms of just, like, Man, woman, the betrayal, you know, very Lita and Edge-esque um, kind of ending to Raw. Lana's playing her role. She seems to be very into it and very uh, engaged. Rusev looks completely heartbroken. Lashley looks like, oh boy. Uh, the robotic. And Seth is like, I'm glad this isn't me. And <laughs> Randy and Corbin are like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Randy they and had Corbin a lot are... of people out there for that angle. It was very Paul Heyman esque. Randy and Corbin are me. <laughs> it's a mood. That's me. Randy and, Cor- Randy and Corbin are us, honestly. <laughs> we are them. And they're, cause yeah. that is exactly how we would have reacted to the entire thing. Um, it parlays into the final segment where I guess the fiend rushes down after he sees his 1058 and um, uh, shoves his hand in uh, Seth Rollins' mouth and. <laughs> That is the end of Raw. I mean, it is a uh, good build. It, it, it leads us. Well, it doesn't actually lead us. We have a little detour um, to Friday Night SmackDown. One question about Friday Night SmackDown. We're previewing it thus far. We have a big tag match. We have a big ladder match. Um, shit, we might have to do predictions for that, considering there's no fucking things. On, <laughs> there's no there, things. My. My pie in the sky predictions. Uh, Shane's gone. I think uh, it was. I think it was Chris Novak that had a really good idea that if sh- with Shane gone, that leaves the the runway open for Bischoff to take over the show. And I was just like, well, that seems to be. I didn't even think about that, but that seems to be what's about to happen here. Yeah, I wouldn't even be. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at. It. You know what? I think they want to step away from the GMs. Yeah, and just the authority figures as well. Um, which I think they've been doing a lot well. It, quite honestly, much better than authoritative, authority, authoritative figures making matches on Raw is uh, them announcing stuff via social media and people actually getting excited for that. So I don't really think there's a necessarily need for it um, other than if you need a kind of an out for a major storyline, that could be it. But yeah, um, we'll see. I think I also think... Um, I also think Shane McMahon will be out, but in terms of the WWE Championship match, the most anticipated WWE Championship match of the year since since Brian Kofi, um, who's who's taking it home? There's going to be some chicanery going on. I, it's really hard for me to judge what's going to happen 
I don't think he's going to lose the title um, on uh, on Friday. Yeah. I because I I just don't think the long term feud is going to be Kofi and Brock. I just think Brock will be his in his own orbit. You don't want to have Brock with the belt part time anyway. He's not right. going to be there every. Week. Nor you, you don't, don't just to... give him the belt just to have him lose the belt really quickly. Exactly, just like they just did this summer. Or um, nor do you want to give him the belt and on your network television show you just don't have a champion for some odd months unless you're like ex- paying for Brock every week. Exactly, and they're not going to do that even if they do have a billion. Um. Because again, we're we're thinking Survivor Series, right? Yeah. So, like, if if that's the idea, I still say if you have Kofi lose it down the line, it can be to Brock, and then you can still do Brock Fiend or Brock. You just don't want to do Brock Seth again. And I don't know if you want to do Kofi Seth again, but I think that'd be a great match. I think they they can both get something out of each other. So it's really interesting, Mills. I really don't know where they go here. That's why that's a big reason why I'm going to be watching uh on friday night yeah i'm 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 gonna be interested in my eyes are locked on what's gonna happen on friday night it's the biggest and i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch that show after like way after you guys because it's airing uh at five five o'clock my time and or or on the east coast and that's not gonna air for us until eight so i I gotta like stay off twitter for the whole night you gotta you definitely got to um that's Friday Night Smackdown. Make sure you look forward to that. It's the network premiere. We're going to be anticipated. We're going to talk about it next week when we get on the show. Um, yeah. And a whole bunch of other things. And one thing that we will also be talking about next week is Hell in a Cell, which, to my knowledge, I've checked the tweets. I've checked WWE's feed. Still three matches. <laughs> um, nothing. So as of, as of 1 p.m. on Tuesday. Yes, 1 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, three matches. We have three matches. The match that we got thus far: Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. A great tag team match, if I don't say so myself. I'm, I'm glad there's no tag team titles on the line. Let's not uh make something at the expense of something else. Um, but it it's gonna be a great match. And do you think Daniel Bryan, just now, he's just a full face again, just full? I'm skeptical, but I don't think this will be the show where he turns on Roman. I do think we're still going to get that feud, though. Mm, interesting. I think I think for Fox, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I keep thinking for Fox, but I'm also trying to think of networks. Is it, is it the worst thing to have Daniel Bryan as a face again? Especially if you want to, like, you're trying to figure out, like, what do we do after Kofi? And you got right. Roman. Are you going to give it back to Roman? Mm, you're not sure yet. Daniel Bryan is pretty, uh, is a pretty safe face to that people are always behind um and you just kind of now after the 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 brand split you just kind of shake up the rosters and present some new heels for him to face so who knows um i'm picking uh i'm gonna go with uh rowan and harper i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go with the oddball pick and pick rowan and harper i think um to get them over as a tag team they need to win this match uh yeah, I they 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 booked them very imposing too. I I think this the fact that they beat the hell out of Brian a couple of uh, weeks ago and Roman uh, every single week is you know it's very telling us to like how, the way they're booking them. I I don't mind the team, um at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it's it's like after the fact is these is this going to be the team? I I think they fall into the same issue that I'm seeing with the Viking Raiders, where it's like you have this big dominant team. It's like why don't they just have the belt already? You know? Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, the next match, Hell in a Cell. We have Becky Lynn defending her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell. This has been a few that we've been slightly critical of. We thought it could have turned up a little bit. The dial should have been turned up a little bit more hanging into Hell in a Cell, but we are here. Um, 
who's taking home the Raw Women's Championship? I would have said this match was gonna gonna close the show if it hadn't been for the Fiend taking over. Like the Fiend is like a he is he is really you know surpassed a lot of like media mm-hmm. mainstream attention like mm-hmm. he is a he's bigger than i ever thought he was like have you been seeing how they've been interspersing him into all the fox advertisements yeah like it's it's really cool so like i would have thought that this match would have been the one but it, but it's not like i am still the most excited for this match i still think that there's a lot in ring that they didn't get to do last month that they can do here mm-hmm. i think sasha does deliver in these big gimmick matches as she always does right and and Becky seems to be more energized, energized and, and kind of you know, electrified since Sasha did come back. So I think it's time for Becky to lose. I think Becky needs to face some adversity. My only issue is that like after Sasha, you know, and I know this feud is going to go for a couple months, but it's like after Sasha, it's like who's next for Becky? And that that's my biggest problem there is that like there isn't really anyone on Raw for her. Yeah. Like I don't want her with Natty. I don't want her with with Lacey Evans again. You know, I'm hoping Ruby Riot comes back, or I hope that you know Nia Jax, Nia Jax yeah, comes Nia and Jax. lays a punch in her or something like that. Honestly, you know, I think in this situation, I kind of see, I kind of see. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch retaining. Wow, it's weird, but I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch retaining. I. I just have this feeling about it. I don't know. It's just I, I, I don't feel like Sasha Banks is taking it home. To me, it hasn't looked like they, they're making that sort of uh, the way this this angle has been like plateauing and, and shifting and moving and peaking and valleying. It doesn't really seem like they have a certain lock on like, okay, Sasha Banks is taking this home. It seems like, okay, let's let's finish out this feud and let's figure out what we're going to do for the next month. So yeah, it, it is it is kind of weird, but... <sighs> If she loses, it's like, what's the point of her coming back? Like, what's the long-term play here? People are going to be very upset. Yeah, I agree. I, well, yeah, I agree. The Sasha Banks, will be, you Sasha Banks fans will be upset. Um, you know, shout out to those people. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch is gonna win. I don't know. It's just, I just have a feeling about it. Um, and then we have the main event where Seth Rollins is defending his Universal Championship against the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, thus far. Seth Rollins hasn't been able to get a lock on The Fiend. He is very much so trying to anticipate how he's going to battle this feud. It is the one match where I guess his most, you know, greatest skill, which is wrestling, uh, <laughs> it doesn't come into <laughs> play. Yeah, it yes. kind of doesn't come into play when you have all the mind games of The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. So what do you do? What do you do if 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 Seth if Seth Rollins wins, you have the Fiend as Universal Champion, which isn't the worst thing on earth. You mean if he loses? Yeah, yeah. If he loses, you have the the Fiend as WWE Champion, which isn't the worst thing on earth. But if you have Seth Rollins win, how does the Fiend lose? It, it's also Hell in a Cell, so there's no DQs. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that shit that hasn't stopped Hell in a Cell matches from being ruined by various people before. Kane, right? Also yes. Bray Wyatt, <laughs> like it's a you know is it it's a recurring thing. Um, how do you feel about this feud going into it? I really like the feud. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I like the feud a lot. Um, I, I wish I they carried that... it through October more. It got it's got kind of a spooky vibe. Yeah, it, it does, and I, you know, I I like it for the promotion for Hell in a Cell because obviously, like the the look of Hell in a Cell is always like this hellacious, yeah, demonic type things. Uh, I, I really like the feud. I, I don't think this match goes very long, though. For a Hell in a Cell match, I don't think it goes long. Mm. 
it's not going to be like long as the Sasha Becky match for sure. No, I, you know what? I think we're going to see um, Bray Wyatt put to the limit. I think Seth Rollins is going to start figuring out a scheme of how we get there, and then I think eventually Bray Wyatt uh, cuts that off immediately. Um, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt wins this match. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt wins this match. I'm going to say Kofi Kingston retains whatever title, and that is what we're gaining for the Survivor Series match. I'm going to go with no one wins. Uh, that's a, yep. That's unfortunate. I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with nobody wins. I'm gonna go with some some BS or someone's gonna. If Seth loses, that'll be really weird. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit tight and go with nobody wins. Huh. A no contest in Hell in a Cell. It's not that it, like it hasn't been done before, but I think it would be a weird way to end a pay per view. Um, nonetheless, this is a pay per view. This is a pay per view that has three matches. Yeah. So, so obviously <laughs> they, you know, this is how they feel about the entire thing. Um, exactly. we don't have any hot takes this week, unfortunately, um, due to sort of the nature of the show and how quick we're doing and how we're getting in, getting out. We wanted to provide you guys with a show this week, despite, you know, Justin going to Orlando, everything kind of changing, SmackDown appearing on Fridays has kind of been a shift week. So there'll be no hot takes this week, but if you want to continue to submit hot takes, make sure you hit to the link that is in. Um, the description of this podcast and you can continue to follow a lot of things you know follow our podcast make sure you check out the war room as well um the war report sorry is it the war report or the war, it's the war report yeah it's the war report check out the war report um and just continue to stay tuned to various things on rnc radio we had a big week this week we had um we had so help me god this dropped yesterday um, yes. Yeah. Dropped yesterday with 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 Pat and, uh, and Justin. We also had RSPN, which dropped yesterday with Mark and Jeff. Um, on Monday, uh, what did we we had spot callers again with MJ and Cyrus. You can catch those both on the War Report. Um, coming up pretty soon. We also had this week actually coming up. We have a new episode of Mount Silver. Um, if you're continuing following our journey, figuring out the various generations of Pokemon. Um, we're talking about the fifth gen, Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon Black and White 2, um, which is a pretty, it, it is, what I'll say this, it is the last good Pokemon game. Um, but we have that as well, and we have a lot more things coming up on RNC. Um, what else do we have coming this week? Uh, I can say what we got coming next week. Ooh, talk about it. Uh, me and Pat Kafifi. Uh, we are doing a special limited series uh, in celebration of the new Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, dropping next Friday on October 11th. Uh, it's called The Road to El Camino. We will be reviewing, or not reviewing, but talking about our top five favorite Breaking Bad episodes uh, from all the seasons. Um, we, we, you know, kind of scoured and argued about the top five uh, <laughs> for days before we finally put uh, put the, the uh, you know, the recording's out, and we're really, really proud of it. We sat one day, and we did, we knocked out, like, three episodes. And it's going to sound really great. And by the time uh, the next week's A-Show comes out, we'll be on our, like, third episode. So yeah. uh, check that out next week. Make sure you check out all the things and follow RNC Radio Live. You can also check out our new playlist. We have RNG Mode. That's Rise and Grind. Um, a workout playlist curated by me. So if you're an adrenaline junkie like me who likes going to the gym every other 
day itself. <laughs> um, this is a playlist for you to continue to get that pump in. Um, we also have the new RNC Radio Live playlist uh, and the R&B and RNC playlist, both dedicated to New Music Month on RNC. You can catch a whole bunch of new acts featured on that. We'll have a couple other playlists coming up this month as well. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm really trying to push Jeff to finish that Blush 4 playlist because he has been caressing that for quite some time and i know that people want to hear it so i'm trying to get that out there as well and we got so much more coming out um we got a lot of fun things so make sure you stay tuned to rnc radio live make sure you follow the a show feed and make sure you check out nxt tonight just in case you might see justin i don't know whatever take a you'll, you'll see take a super kick who knows i don't know you know oh wow that'd be amazing i'm not taking any bumps i wear glasses <laughs> <laughs> would you super kick a man with glasses that is the question Hell no. we should Hell end no. up on this podcast this is meals tv signing off also with og johnny five um my sign off thing man it's a it's a sad rusev day but also my champion is still black maybe for now yeah, till next week. Till next week.